0: Hey guys, welcome to She Knows Arsenal. My name is Jessica and I'm your host and you can follow me on Twitter at It's Just So So today's is going to be the match preview for the most important game of the season, which is Arsenal versus Villarreal at home for our second leg um, in the Europa League semi-final. So I think we all kind of know how important this game is just from a standpoint of we need some sort of European competition next season. I don't know what Arsenal, the club, looks like outside of Europe. I've never watched Arsenal without some sort of European competition. So I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how that would affect finances. And quite frankly, I don't really want to find out. So I'm looking at this game like, okay, we need to get past there. And then we can start talking about what we do from that point forward. But I don't think it's like a – I think we're in it, but I'm not sure if I feel confident. I really just – I'm not sure if the mentality is there. I'm not sure if Arteta is going to be able to galvanize the team enough to get them over the line because it's really not about the the lineup. It's really not about, like, who's available and who's not. It's about do they have the mentality to push through? I mean, they can play like crap for all I care as long as they push through and get a goal. You know, I'm not really looking for a vintage Arsenal, you know, passing, beautiful football, poetry in motion type of game. I just want them to get it over the line, you know, because – They've really left it late. We're in a, I mean, we're in a decent position, but not a great one. And um, it's Unai Emery of all people. And he's very good in this competition. So our Ted is going to have to get it spot on. But for the match preview, I have two amazing guests. So I'm going to go ahead and bring them in. I have Albert. Hey, Albert. Hold on. There you
1: go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, how are you?
1: I'm good. First thing I must say, Jess, let me get this out of the way. Well done on 1K. Much deserved. You. Yeah, you've thank been on you. fire, man. You've embraced this YouTube see The YouTube streets, as you call it, brilliantly. Well done.
0: Yes, the YouTube streets. I'm all up and through <laughs> there. You guys will find me here, there, and everywhere. But thank you. Thank you so much. And obviously, you've been a big part of that. Somebody else who's been a big part of that is Dan. Um, if you guys don't know, he's one of the first people that like pushed me and like really tried to like get me out there and had me on same old Arsenal and all types of things like been really nice to me and accommodating. I really appreciate it. Dan, how are you today?
2: I'm very good. Um, Nice to be back on. Jess, with you and Albert, always got time for Albert. I'm looking forward to talking Arsenal with both of you. It's a massive game tomorrow. So, yeah, Yeah. I'm looking forward to this tonight.
0: Yeah, for sure. And just in case you guys don't know, in America, we call this a croissant. (laughs) apparently it's not a croissant, it's a croissant, you know, because we're fancy, you know, so they were making fun of me backstage, but Hey, this is my croissant. And I'm looking forward to eating that. Is it nice? You know? Is
2: it nice? Is it nice? Just yeah. It's tasty. It- yeah, it's, very it is.
0: tasty. it's delicious. <laughs> I warmed it up. I made sure that it was like, you know, nice and soft. And, you know, so I'm, I'm very happy to eat this later, but I just had to let people know that you guys are making fun of me and bullying me backstage, not nice, well, yeah, not yeah, nice at it's all. It's not bullying, yeah. it's,
2: it's character, character, game, yeah. character <laughs> okay. building, man. Character building, yeah, Jess, that's, that's what it is.
0: On <laughs> a daily basis, people are telling me I'm pronouncing like literally everything wrong. Everything, from the way I say Saka, like apparently it's Saka, and I'm not saying it right. I don't know, I don't know, I'm failing, but you guys know, got it's my okay. little American accent, so <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. We love but, you um, for
2: it, we love you yeah, for it really. We do, we do. <laughs>
0: Thanks, guys. So let's get started and talk a little bit about the game. So, Albert, a lot of the fans have predicted that Emery is going to be kind of pragmatic. He may sit back and kind of go for the nil-nil. Do you think there's a chance that Emery will kind of like surprise us or, you know, do something different, go in a different direction? Or do you think that he'll kind of sit back?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely not. This guy's been a bit pragmatic. That, That was the issue in the first leg. It, I mean that second half he he did they 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 played into a handville area he he was extra cautious and you if you shut your eyes for one moment you would have thought that he was managing Arsenal still. That that's how similar it was. That's what we've seen with um um Unai Emery. But you know, you've got to remember this guy in second leg, we still ha- we have to score, they're still ahead in the tire, so they're they're not gonna come out in the front foot, Jess. We we will have we will have I think we will have more of the ball. I would expect that anyway, being at home, but more so for the fact that how serious this game is. And um, yes, yeah, last chance saloon. Absolutely. So big, big game tomorrow. Massive.
0: Let me take you off of this. Yeah, for sure. And do you think, like Belbashwan says, whoever scores the first scores first determines the tie. Do you think that that's true, Albert?
1: Um, you know what it is? I didn't know this Um Arsenal haven't kept a clean sheet at the Emirates since end of January. I mean, I do not realise it's that bad. I knew it wasn't good, but I didn't realise it's that bad. So, if we concede tomorrow, don't be surprised. Um, you know, even if they score first tomorrow, just it, it, it kind of doesn't. It, it obviously it does change things a bit more because we have to score two. We have to score two goals anyway. Let's let's be honest. I, I think we do because I don't think defensively we're good enough, irrespective of who the back four is, to keep a clean sheet to get us through. I just I just you know it just, you look at our if you look at our recent games, it's only literally what a couple of clean sheets and about what 15, 16 plus games. Yeah. Um so it'd be interesting. Um, you know, team lineup's gonna be one of them ones tomorrow where we haven't got a clue what this man's gonna do. Um I hope he doesn't do what I think he's gonna do in terms of um playing particular um personnel out of position. Um but it'd be, it's interesting because he hasn't actually ruled David Luiz out, which which tells me I think he'll play tomorrow and actually would prefer if he starts tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I think there's been some mind games, you know, yeah, um, sure. in regards to who's available and who's not. I mean, I think there's some mind games on from Emery as well saying that we're, we're favourites to go through still, you know, and all this kind of stuff, just kind of putting the onus on us, even though they're the ones that are actually in the position they should go through based on what they've done. But um, yeah, I think it just, I think there's mind games, but I think more than anything, I still think that the lineup is kind of neither here nor there. We, we need to have the right mentality, but Dan, do you think Arteta will go safe or try to catch Emery off guard? You know, we kind of talked about a little bit of those mind games and he tinkered last week and it really, really backfired on him. So do you think Arteta will get the lineup and tactics right? And do you think that he'll try to do something that Emery's not really maybe considering at the moment.
2: Well, I know what Emery's going to do because everybody does. I just don't have a clue what this manager's going to do. Man, I've got no time for this dude at all. And after last week, I look at that team selection and I look at the formation and that just proves everything I've been saying since November is correct. And it's just proved his naivety. I don't have any trust and faith in this manager to take us forward. And I don't have any trust and faith that this manager is going to get us through tomorrow night. I just don't. I just, I've seen enough. The, my eyes don't lie to me, Jess. Do you know what I mean? I've seen this since November. I've been calling this dude out, saying that he's not ready, saying he's not good enough. And the guy's done nothing but prove me right at the moment. And as much as this isn't about sides and being our tech in and out and being right or wrong, I just want my team to win football games. And I'm not seeing that under this manager. And at the Emirates, you know, Albert Sabian kept a clean seat since January. You know, we haven't won at the Emirates since the North London derby in March. I mean, Ooh. why have I got any faith in beating Villarreal? In this situation. So I do think personally, it's going to be a question of who starts. Now, the team selection has always been impossible to predict under this manager. Yeah, nobody saw that coming the other day. Nobody understood what the formation was. Nobody knew what the false nine situation was. You know, I was having a chat with a couple of the lads on the podcast on same old Arsenal and they said false nine, false coach, <laughs> which made me laugh because I just thought, you know what, that that summed him up. It, there was no understanding of what where anyone was supposed to be playing. I just want to see our best team. Our best team currently needs to be playing tomorrow night. And um, that includes Martinelli. That includes Kieran Tierney. That includes Chakar midfield with Party. I want to see nothing silly from this manager. I need to see that he has learned from his mistakes quickly because he's not proving to me that he has. I have no faith going into this game, Jess. And, I, and it's, and it's a shame because our season's over. If we lose this, you know, I don't give a damn about the other four Premier League games personally. Um, it's all about tomorrow night. And if we do not go through, then it's going to be a devastating season. Probably the worst season in the history of of my support in Arsenal um, since 87 onwards, it's been the worst. So yeah, I, I have no faith in this manager, unfortunately. It's pessimistic, it's negative, um, but my eyes don't lie to me. And what I'm seeing is is pretty shambolic. And the win against Newcastle, was great as it was, I don't think we're going to see those players that deserve to be playing tomorrow night in the team. I really don't.
0: Mm-hmm. Albert, you wanted to come in on that?
1: Yeah, just a off off the back of what Dan was saying about um, Arteta's tactics and Having no faith in him, and Jess. You know me. I'm not going to come on your channel and talk rubbish, right? The thing is, it's like Dan says. You know, you can talk about tactics, you can talk about formations, you can talk about COVID or no money to spend. Your eyes don't lie to you, and you see what you see in terms of performances. And the thing is, I've always said, I said it on your channel, Jess, particularly in mind that for the ones that are, how can I put it, like pro Arteta or, or want or want him to sort of stay, for example. Forget what the board are going to do or what they might not do. What is it you're seeing that you're so, so convinced? Because people talk about context, for example, and I'm like, okay, I think in the Premier League, for example, we've only done the double over two teams, if that's right. Sheffield United and Newcastle, Um, seven home defeats, the worst since the Premier League started. I mean, some people probably in the chat and watching this and not have been not even old enough to probably weren't even alive when that happened. Um, There's a lot of aspects as to why he shouldn't be given an opportunity. And I'm, and I'm kind of kind of scratching my thinking. Well, what is it that you see in this guy? He's been afforded a lot, a lot of luxury, and I don't know in any sort of workforce or any work organization for whatever people do for their jobs where there's no repercussions. To me, it's crazy. Like you know, we'll just what we're going to write off the season. For example, if we don't win the Europa League, which I hope we do get through tomorrow, by the way, but he's still got a job. That makes no sense to me in any era of football it doesn't make sense you know what's his remit
0: it doesn't it doesn't make sense and we'll talk a little bit about it uh, like more about it at the end but i just think as club at arsenal size should not be sitting here thinking about a manager staying after a a Mm -hmm. season like this you know i know that that's the position that the cronkies are in where they're not they're not quite the type of owners that are going to make the right decisions because they don't know what those decisions are. You know, they're so they're so disengaged from what we're supposed to be doing that they just, they don't get it, you know? And I fear that we're only being linked with other managers now because they're trying to get back in the, the fans, good graces and make it seem like they're a serious club. But I don't believe that they'll be able to identify the right coach. If they do sack Arteta, I don't think they're willing to to spend the money that it would take to get that person there at Arsenal coaching the team. They're not going to pay them because better coaches will want more money and they're not going to release the amount of funds that it would take to to get us where we need to be. So those factors alone put us in a position where I'm like, even if they do sack Arteta, what are we going to get after that? Being linked with Mauricio mm-hmm. Sari to me just lets me know like if that is real, we're still we still don't know what we're doing. You know, so either we're gonna suffer with Arteta or suffer with another coach. It's just Emery was a bad hire, Arteta was not the right hire. And now if you if you hire Mauricio, sorry, I know that's not the right hire either. So it's it's all looking a little bleak, you know, but um we'll focus a little bit on just the game today or tomorrow. And um let me do this and then I'm gonna share my screen because we're gonna build our formation for tomorrow. So I'm gonna share my screen. It's gonna look a little funky for a second.
2: I lot like funky, a lot like funky. <laughs> it's good, Jack. Different.
0: Can you guys see? Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 You yeah,
0: can yeah. see it. Okay, cool. All right, so I think we're gonna play in a four-two-three-one unless Arteta just decides to do something so crazy. And that's that the false not...
2: nine. Where, where's the false nine? Matt <laughs> Ryan, Matt Ryan up front. Matt Ryan up front.
0: <laughs> you guys come on now.
1: Williams playing wing back. I think tomorrow. I'm not sure.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not. You know, but um. We'll leave the goalkeeper for last because I think that's kind of like going to be an interesting conversation. But let's just Mm. start with the right back. Um, You know, Bellerin played against Newcastle, and I don't necessarily think he did anything special. He's been out of form the entire season. He's not – He's. it's so funny how he was playing every single game and then like at a drop of a dime, like he's just ousted from the team. And Cedric doesn't get that position, but then Callum Chambers does. And although I think Callum Chambers has played okay – I think the best intermediate up op- like person is probably Cedric, but because he didn't play well at left-back, he made one mistake. He's iced out. It's hard to decide who would play right-back. What do you think, Dan?
2: It's difficult to decide for us, but I know what the team's going to be, and I know the right-back's going to be Canham Chambers. It will be. Um, I think he's going to stick with him there. That's why he, um, he only come on the other day when uh, Louise come out. But I sit there and think, Bellerin was okay against Newcastle. Couple of runs down the right-hand side. I just don't like the player. I don't think he's going to play him. And Cedric just seems so out of favour at the moment. I would actually play Cedric. That's who I would go with uh, because I think he is a fullback. I still don't think Callum Chambers is. I think Callum Chambers can get beat. Um, Mm. Lack of pace. So, yeah, they're all a mixture of a right-back, aren't they? Bellerin's got Mm. the pace. Cedric's got the ability on the ball Callum Chambers has got the defensive ability. If you could mix all three of them, you'd probably have a right back who was half decent. Unfortunately, we've got three very average ones. So I think it's going to be Callum Chambers personally.
0: Albert, do you, do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I've, I've, I've had it, I've like the team I sort of put down or what I thought in my head. Um, Chambers would be right back. I mean, I think we know what Arteta will do. Um, I, I'd be very surprised tomorrow if I see anything different. But um, you know what I would do personally? Um, you know, obviously I'm not Granite jack's biggest fan, but you if for for the here and now, you play him in midfield. So if it meant you play Chambers at right back and you play Cedric at left back, I don't think that's a gamble because they're fullbacks, they're defenders. You, why would you, why would you put a midfield player in defence when you have defenders that can play left and right back? It, it 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 doesn't make no sense. So um, for me, Chambers would go at right back, which I think it will be, mate. To be fair.
0: Yeah, I think my biggest issue with this is just when you have Callum Chambers here who plays right back more similarly to a right-sided center back, and then you have Granite Xhaka who obviously is going to play like a left-sided center back, you Mm -hmm. don't have anybody that goes forward. And then assuming that if Granite Xhaka is at left back and Elneny plays in the midfield, and so does Thomas Partey, you're putting an awful lot of stress on these four players to, to be all of our offense. And so with just, if they put five players back here, play with a back five, what are the chances of our left mid, our right mid and striker being able to do it all? There, yeah. It's very easy to mark without any overlaps from these two players here and not a single midfielder that's going to make le- late runs into the box.
1: Sorry, sorry, Jess. You know, you know, the mad thing is, right, after the first leg, right, I'm not no coach. I haven't got no coaching badges. I've, I've got a lot of things, but not coaching badges, right? Mm-hmm. You would have seen that first leg, right? Chikowaise gave Jack a nightmare. We made one one fourth look like Philip Long. Like mm-hmm. if Arteta does the same thing tomorrow, to do what's the, what's the famous Albert Einstein saying again? you? Do like you doing doing the same thing twice or whatever he said. It is to me, it's 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 crazy if he does it tomorrow. If he plays Jack a left back for me, it's insanity. He can't be playing there tomorrow. After what after what happened in the first leg.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'm just looking at it, I'm like, we need to get more. If we anticipate Unai Emery sitting back, which is what I think he'll do, I just can't imagine having only three offensive players out there. If this is not if this is not a Millsmith Smith row and it's Odegaard, I mean, he does add goals sometimes, but you're asking an awful lot of these three. Yeah. An awful lot of these three. And if we're gonna have a lot of the ball. We need to have more offensive players out here. So I almost feel like I'd rather see Bellerin just for the fact that I know that he'll bomb forward. He'll have like another be another body. But we know it's gonna be Callum Chambers. So that kind of is what it is, you know. But for the center backs, I think it's kind of interesting. I think, like you guys already said, you have to play Louise. Um I think Albert said that you have to play Louise yeah. if he's relatively yeah. fit, because there may not be another game to play. And I'd rather <laughs> get 60 minutes out of David Louise than no minutes and be sitting there watching Rob Holding kick it out of the end line every mm. single time he tries to kick it forward. The man, mm. If we have possession, I just feel like you need to play David Luiz if he's fit. Do we all kind of agree there?
2: Go on, Dan. Sorry, mate. Yeah, go
0: on.
2: Well, I, if David Luiz is fit, I'd play David Luiz and Gabriel. Okay. Right. Together. Um, But I'm not sure that he is fit. I've just literally had a, a message um, probably an hour ago saying he might be fit. If he is fit, he plays. Same as Kieran Kittini. You know, they're the best Mm -hmm. two options we've got there. If David Luiz isn't fit, I think he'll go back to Rob Holden and Pablo Marie. I really do. You know, Gabriel, for me, has been a brilliant player this season. He's had a couple of dodgy moments when he had the COVID and stuff like that. I don't think he deserved to be bumped like bombed out the side, in my opinion. I think it's bad management, again, from another player he's mismanaged. So I think he's probably going to go Pablo Marie and Rob Holden. Because I'm not sure David Luiz is going to be 100% fit.
0: Oh, that's just to me is just you're asking for it. You're asking for it because Marie's been okay, but neither him or Rob Holding have the technical ability to dribble out of the back and beat the press or pass the ball into space in behind. So if we do if we do that, I think it's going to be a long. Long day, you know. I don't but, understand
2: um, that the Rob holding love either. Like, I don't get it. The dude is the dude is uh, a very average center half, and everybody says he's like our new Tony Adams, or this Caravaro character. This guy <laughs> is not good enough for Arsenal. I don't care what anybody says, he's fine as a fifth choice center half, but he is not good enough to start every game for Arsenal. It's just not the last few games, all I think of this season with Rob Holden is in breakdancing in front of Jack Grealish, getting screwed over <laughs> and standing in the box, marking space instead of Ollie Watkins, mm. getting done by not just a five foot four Sterling, but then a five foot six Yotter the week yeah. after. I just get, no, nah, this guy is not good enough, man. But he seems to love him and he's giving him the blood. He's our captain at the moment. I mean, this yeah. is how bad oh, yeah. it's got it's it's oh man. I don't get it. For me, it's going to be Pablo, Marie, and Rob Holding because David Luiz. I don't think he's going to be fit over coming off of a hamstring a couple of days ago.
0: Yeah, I'm going to keep I'm it hundred. I think you have to play Gabriel, regardless to if the relationship between him and Rob Holding is not great. Yeah, I because agree. if you put Granit Xhaka at left back, which I think he will play, you can't have Marie and and Granit Xhaka there on that left hand side. You're asking no, no. to get yeah, done again. Beautiful. Yeah. So. Not, not yeah, so I'll put Rob Holding here, but I think I'm just gonna put Gabrielle in there because I would hope that Arteta would have enough sense. Was Rob Holding not involved? Does he not have, is he not in this, in this thing?
1: <laughs> does he exist? Maybe, I don't think he is, put me in there. Oh, yeah, there he is. I was,
0: like, I was like, does he not exist in this thing? How pathetic. Okay, so um, we'll put Gabrielle in here. I just, Arteta needs to, I in a, a better world, we would be able to play Marie and Gabrielle together because they're the better options, but they're both left footed and three left footers in the back line. That sounds Mm. devastating to me. And I think we can all agree that I I still don't think Tierney is ready. Um, I think it'll be Granite Xhaka. Do you guys think so too? I'll
1: I'll be surprised to see Tierney start tomorrow as much as I love him. Scottish Braveheart, but I I don't, I don't think he'll be, I don't think he'll he'll be playing tomorrow. Um, the Gabriel thing. I just want to say quickly, Jess. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I t- I'm caught a sort of touch on what Dan was said about holding. I, I, I've always said to people, right? And I, I always try my best to keep it to um, inverted commas footballing reasons when I talk about certain players. And I always say to people, tell me what Rob Holding is good at, as to why you stick by this guy and live and die by this guy. And you know, I can see why he's, why he's been kept at the club. And, I, I just don't, I don't see it. You know, we was gonna, we was gonna send this guy out on loan at the start of the season, so he can't have thought about him. He can't have thought him thought about him that highly. Um, the Gabriel thing, I, I just think, you know what, for his first season in English football, and Dan mentioned about the COVID, which was a, which was a big factor, and obviously from that, he kind of was. Let's be fair, he was bombed at the team to be, to be honest. Like he's done all right. Like let's cut him a bit more slack. And stop saving this, our sentiment FC for Rob Holding. I don't. I, I. I just. I don't understand it. So I mean, we're, still about, we're still talking about.
0: We're still talking about Rob Holding years, years and years later. You know, and it's just he's mediocre. Do you, know and... what, do you know what?
1: It, yes, do you know what? it is. You know what it is. I think the Dan might agree or disagree with people in the chat, but it's almost like, you know, people remember what happened years ago. Play well in the FA Cup final. That's four years ago. like that, you can't hang on to a player and and you know want him to stay because of sentiment reasons like all right he had a good game but that's four years ago
0: and he's never i mean have we been able to talk about a body of work from him like an entire season he's usually injured you know so he's either injured or he plays one good cup game and it's that's like the story of our team we're so inconsistent we can't string together a good run of form Mm. our players Mm. will show up once every once in a while And we'll hold on to that and we can't hold on to it. He's Rob holding to me is like a 20 year old because he's been out of the team for so long that he's never developed. So we still, it's like, we're looking at him like he's young. He's not, he's not young like Gabrielle. He's not young Mm -hmm. like Saliba. He should be a lot farther along and because he's not I'm thinking he should be playing for another team. He's supposed to be going on loan to Newcastle but he's starting for Arsenal captaining the squad and we're surprised that we're giving up goals you know it's just it's annoying to me it's like the situation that we're in we have we either have to rely on david louise who's inconsistent and our best defender but inconsistent and older or rob holding who's just mediocre but then our probably one of our best and brightest is at nice Playing in a whole different league in a whole different team, paid twenty-seven mm. million for him, and he can't get in this team. That's that's really frustrating to me. But going into the final, we're probably going to start with Callum Chambers at right back, and holding at right sided center back, and Granite Shaka at left back, and that just says it all to me.
1: That the, the, says it all. Me. Go on, Dan. Sorry, mate.
2: Oh, I hate that back line. <laughs> <laughs> that, that 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 just oh man, that just gives me nightmares. And we've got two players on the right-hand side that haven't even got one cap for England between them. We've got a left-back who is an absolute statue of a man, does not move, <laughs> has no athleticism, yeah. has already got beaten by Chukwueze all day long last week. If he plays that back four, man, I, I've, listen, Gabriel, I like him a lot, but he's got no chance of the three alongside yeah. him. I, I cannot, uh, Tierney has to play, even if he's 25% fit. You know, like, listen, yeah. I don't care if Tierney misses the rest of the Premier League season. Just play him tomorrow night. It doesn't bother me because he's better than that absolute donkey. I can't stand Granite Chaka, man. I absolutely hate him as a footballer. If he's in the middle, I can just about accept him next to party, right? Just about. I don't want this dude as my left back. I just, he gets exposed and he will have him on toast yet again. It worries me, Jess.
0: It does. It worries me too. But the only thing I can say is that, One of the biggest reasons why Xhaka seemed to be getting like really exposed in that in the last leg was because the person that was playing here is a bumblebee. He likes to follow the ball and it isn't he's not composed. He's not positionally aware. And that was Danny Ceballos. I'm so glad that he doesn't have even the opportunity to be played because he single handedly has been trying to get us kicked out of the Europa League just by himself on a one man mission. So at least we know if El Neni plays here, which is who I hope plays there. I hope Arteta doesn't go with some weird formation where I don't know we play something that we've never played before. But I think El Neni is a safe enough bet to be here, and just tell him to stay. Just tell him to stay, manage the the back line, and keep <clears throat> their right sided winger or whatever from bombing up on Granite Shaka. I think that's the best that we can hope for is that he's smart enough to do that and not put. Thomas by himself and put two more offensive people, that's just... that's You're exposing everybody then. You yeah, know?
1: I, have, I, I have El Neni in my starting lineup,
2: actually. Same. Yeah,
0: I think El Neni yeah. starts there. And again, that just speaks to where we are as a club where we're relying on El Neni. He's <laughs> one of our best midfielders.
1: In, a, in, a semi, in our biggest game of the season. Jesus, man.
0: 100%. And after the last leg, I really... I think what disappointed me the most was, was Thomas party. To be honest, you guys know, I'm like a big advocate for him. I think he's oh, one of the, in that entire pitch out of the 20, whatever, 22 players that were out there on the pitch, he's the old, he was the only world-class player out there yeah. on both teams and yeah. he, he didn't show up. And I know it's difficult in a team. That's not, doesn't have a lot of quality, but I need him to step up in this game. He cannot be getting beat on headers. You know, an obvious headers. Like it, w- he was culpable for the second goal, in my opinion. And he just never really got going. He looked better once the Bios got off the field, and I think that's because he had some breathing room. His Bios, again is like a bumblebee. But I'm hoping having El Neni next to him potentially will give him some space and room to maneuver. But the guy has got to step up. I mean, do you guys kind of agree with that? That Thomas, this is the game that we need to see him kind of take the reins and yeah. take us forward.
2: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I, 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 think Thomas Party's partner is finding granite and um, Mohamed El Nini. I see at Old Trafford it was the best I've seen our midfield all season. To be honest with you, with those two, I think they complement each other better than uh, Danny Subiós and Thomas Party. Listen, if Kieran Tierney's fit, he's going to play and shackle or, or bomb El out of the team hundred percent. But I like you guys can't see that happening. So unless there's a miraculous recovery, I think it's still Nenny and party. As far as Thomas Party goes, we haven't seen him this season and I think we will next season because I believe he has had so much chop and change around him. When you're trying to settle yourself, it's very hard when you have a different partner every week, different partner next to you, different centre-back partner behind you and a different number 10 or right-winger or left-winger or centre-forward in front of you because how many of this team stay in that position week in week out apart from Leno Thomas Partey that's mm. it the others all mix around them both so we have a different right back we've had about 15 right backs this year you know we've had different centre back pairing every single game we can't we can't that's why we can't pick this side a different mm. left back because Tini's been injured Elneny Partey Chaka Ceballos, Willock Maitland-Niles how many more of these are we going to see in the middle Erdegaard and Smith-Rowe in the number 10. Sometimes it's been Pepe. Sometimes it's been Saka. Lacazette's been up front. Sometimes it's Aubameyang Martin that he comes on. I can't pick this team because he doesn't stick to the same players or formation. So it's very, very hard for a player to come in from a different uh, league who is, let's be honest, head and shoulders above anybody on his day. And he's got to try and settle in with, the, with some of these Muppets and this Muppet manager. I, I want to see next season. Uh, what Thomas Partey's at, and I think we will. But in this game tomorrow, he needs to turn up just because he knows this opposition better than most of these these players because he played them for the last three seasons. He's been playing Villarreal for against um, Atletico Madrid, so he should know what they're going to be like player wise. Um, and I'm looking for him to turn up tomorrow night, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I am too. And I wanted to ask you guys, you know, this position is is interesting, the Cam position, because, you know, Smith Rowe, I think, plays plays it really nicely. And I think he's been good every time he's played there. But then Odegaard comes in, and I think Arteta really likes Odegaard. He likes the way he plays it. And he's a quality player. He's 22 years old. But I'm looking at him, and I'm I'm like, okay, well, based on what I've seen so far, I like you, but I would only loan you back out. Like, I would only take you on another loan. They're quoting him for about 50 million, something around there. And I'm thinking to myself, is he the Odegaard that we've seen so far and the Odegaard that we've seen in the past? Is he a $50 million player? Is this somebody we should take a risk on? What does Odegaard have to do for you guys for you to be comfortable maybe spending a good amount of money on him in the summer to make him permanent?
1: Cool, there's not there's not many games for him to we're gonna kind of see of him. Um I actually I do think he'll start tomorrow, Jess. I personally wouldn't start him in that. I will start Yes sir, because I want to see Pepe and Saka start. Um mm-hmm. he's he's done okay. He's he's done okay. Um I've been impressed with what I've seen, but I still think where we still got quite a few games to go. Um I'd want to see a tiny, tiny bit more before Arsenal even probably think about. Potentially committing, I don't think we'll get him on a permanent. Anyway, even if uh, even if Arsenal wanted, to. I don't think we will. Um, I think it'd be tricky. But you know what it is. I think so, sometimes as um, as Arsenal fans, I mean, I'm not speaking for myself when I say it. I just see from what I see in regards to sort of social media. Where when someone does well for a few games and you know sign him up, and you think no, take a back seat. Let's look, let's calm down a bit. Like we, you're playing in a very very poor side. We're not we're not a good team. Let's be honest, we're we're a big club by name, but, but we don't act like a big club. But um, it'd be interesting just tomorrow. But I I think he will start. Like I said, um, personally, I would have ESR um, in that in that you know in the camera, but it wouldn't even surprise me tomorrow if he plays ESR and Odegaard.
0: That's interesting. Dan, what do you think? Would you, would you start Odegaard and how have you kind of assessed his time at Arsenal
2: so far? I love his way to pass. I think he's got some creativity to his game. I think he does work hard off the ball and I think he has massive potential. If it was a case of getting him again on loan with an obligation to buy Bayard before it, I feel we could do better than him, though, for the money that Real Madrid are asking. Mm. Because I think I would probably prefer who Samoa are than Martin Odegaard, personally. And I think they're probably going to be around about the same price. But as for tomorrow's game, I think he will be our number 10. I think he'll be the CAM. I really do. Um, I think that Albert will get his wish, though. I think Pepe and Saka will both start either side of him. I think Smith-Rowe will be dropped. So I think Erdegaard will play there. Listen, this is just what I think. This isn't what Mm. I would do. This is what I think the team will be um, because I would be having Martinelli in there 100%. um, But I think that Erdegaard will play in the number 10. Yeah, I do. And listen, I like him. I think that he's got ability. He's got potential. I'm just not sure that he is. I'd like to see more goals from him because I think we're lacking that massively from midfield. I'd I'd love to see him be, you know, more of a Fabregas Uh, for Arsenal. You know, I don't think we've had a player like that since really, you know, we've had half players like Ramsey and people like that, but I've never really seen another Fabregas and perhaps it's hard to replace, or maybe he is irreplaceable Fabregas because he was one of a kind, but I'd like to see more goals from his game in Erdegaard before we start to um, think about what we want to do with him. But I think he'll start tomorrow.
0: I agree. I think if he's fit, he plays Arteta prefers him over Smith Rowe in that position. But it's just a shame because I feel like we need a Smith-Rowe and Pepe, but one of them is not going to play because we all know that – I mean, I would be very shocked if the Kyle didn't start, you know, and, and we know he's pretty much the first name on the team sheet, fit or not, you know. So Ooh. it's going to be Saka. And, um, you know, Albert, what's your temperature on this? Do you think Mill Smith-Rowe will play out on the left or do you think Pepe will play out on the left?
1: In my team, I actually have erdegard And ESR both playing. I think Pepe will miss out, which I don't which I don't want that to be the case. I think he's I think he's done more than enough to be starting for tomorrow. Um and the same thing with Martinelli, like it's a it's it's a it's a good headache to have, but unfortunately, um Arteta hasn't really used that option very much this season. Um for what for whatever reason he's he's come up with, but um I think the Ruckers, for me, the one player I would be... I I I would actually like to see Pepe start tomorrow, if I'm being honest with you. Um, I'm glad Saka didn't play the other day, because I think he's... Bit, for me, I think he's been overused. Yes, I understand he's he's a danger man, he's a talent. Um, could get more goals, but I, I think... You know what? I, I don't think, personally, um, Arteta's kind of managed him that way well in terms of the amount of games he's played. I think he could have shared the workload a lot more between the front, what, five, four, five? Well, he changes it every week. So, I, you know, I don't know why Saka seemed to be the constant.
0: Right, right. I think there's been games where there was no reason to play Saka and he continued yeah. to play him. And that that injury that he had was, it was definitely in the post for a while. We could see that it was coming. And he just has looked a little leggy for the last couple of weeks. But the thing about Saka that I really like is that he'll step up. He will. He'll step up in big games in the last Slavia Prague game or you know, we didn't play well in the first leg, but then the second leg we had to show up. He did. Yeah. He, he really, really did. And so I think he will in this game as well. But, you know, I think having Pepe and Martinelli on the bench is not necessarily a big deal. The issue is, will they get introduced fast enough if things don't go right? Because yeah. you last can thing. easily take out El Nenny and put Smith Rowe in the midfield with Thomas party and Odegaard and then bring Martinelli or Pepe in, you know, to, to make things a little bit more uncomfortable for, for Villarreal if things don't go right. But the thing is, is that the subs always come too late and you have to give Martinelli and Pepe players like this time to, to get into the game. You can't expect them to score a goal in five minutes, you know, but I agree with you guys. I think it's going to be Smith Rowe and it's just unfortunate because Pepe is in form, but every single time he gets to the point where he looks like he's going to be really dangerous, he gets ripped out of the squad.
2: Yep. I think, I think he has to play Pepe. I would have played, I I think he will play Pepe. And the reason I say that is because he's been the best player in our best player in this competition by far in the Europa Mm -hmm. League, Pepe. So I will go with that. I think he will. I think Smith Rowe might miss out, but, if you two think he'll go Smith-Rowe. Listen, who knows with this manager, man? Who knows? <laughs>
0: I think he'll go safe. I think, I think there'll be one really safe choice, and I think that'll be Smith-Rowe over Pepe. I just think yeah. that's that's what he'll go with. The issue with with this is you don't have goals. Without Martinelli and without Pepe, although mm. Emile Smith-Rowe and Saka, do, they can score goals. They're not forwards that score goals the way Martinelli and, and Pepe are. So when you put bombing up top, who I think is going to start because he did the press conference and he's, we need him in this game. This is putting a lot of pressure on Aubameyang to, to make it happen. And I think it's just better when you have another goal scorer in there. I actually pref- would prefer Martinelli to start over here and for it to it, be pretty much yeah. what we played against Newcastle, but it won't be, you know, but I think we're lucky, not lucky, but I think, having a back in the team. Regard I think people give him kind of like um a bad rep or whatever, saying that he doesn't show up in big games, but he does. A lot of times it just doesn't get shown because we make a mistake later, like in the Olympiacos game last season. So do you guys think that a is gonna could turn this tie around? Because I really think that he's the key to all of this. Working
1: well, for us. Well, um Soul said he score a hat-trick, didn't he? <laughs> well, well they'd be, it'd be nice. It'd be very nice. But um you make a good point because, quickly touching on, but this is the thing, you're allowed five subs, right? Which Arteta needs to, if it's not working tomorrow at some point, whatever point it is, I need this guy. I, we shouldn't have got to this stage in the season, but we need this guy to be proactive and not reactive, man. Come on, like... You know, you know, manage. You know, see what's going on in the game and make the necessary changes if you have to. But um yeah, the thing with Abamyang, it, it's if you're going to play him, obviously up top, which is going to be the case, then we do need goals. So you would like, whether it's Smith Rowe that messes up, for example, it has to be either Martinelli or Pepe. Right. It, it has to be one of those two. If you're going to have an Uber up there at top, you, you we need. You know, we're like I said, we're going into this game. Where I think we need to we need to score two. Let's be honest, we need right. to score two. Um, I don't think we're not going to get a 1-0 to the Arsenal. If we do, I'll be very very shocked. But um, no, it, it's yeah, it's it's going to be pivotal. I'm obviously, we had we touched on probably on the interview that Yang had and um, he spoke yeah, about obviously. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to say too much, but no, um, yeah. If obviously Yang's starting and so yeah, I think for me you would either play Pepe or Martinelli. It, it would make more sense and if you have to sacrifice either Erdegaard or ESR, I don't think that's a bad thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And with all of the noise around Leno, you know, <laughs> the last couple of days and him coming out and saying that he'd be open to another a new opportunity or a new challenge or whatever he's coming up to the last two years of his contract. He's been in shaky form. I think he's had spotty form basically since um, the whole Martinez thing. He hasn't looked great this season. And, um, you know, even there was rumors of him being unhappy with the coaching situation. He doesn't really get along with Naki, you know, and the the other coach that he did like left. I think that's kind of like the rumors that were going around. And now Matty Ryan starts to get against Newcastle and has a very commanding performance and basically, to me, does all the things that I think a lot of Arsenal fans want to see from Leno but don't really see, commanding his box, um, organizing the defense, things like that. Do you think there's a chance of Ryan starting in this game? And if he does start, what does that mean for Leno? Because I think if you start Ryan, Leno is gone. He has to be. He'll never play for Arsenal again. What do you think, Dan?
2: That's why Leno will play tomorrow night. Um, Matt Ryan's done well when he's come in, albeit three games. (laughs) He has done well and he's looked good. But I need to look at who he's played well against. Fulham, Burnley and Newcastle. Mm. It's very hard to throw a goalkeeper in who has hardly played for the club and for a while because he wasn't playing at Brighton in a semi-final of the Europa League. I don't mind Leno. A lot of people hate him. I don't I don't hate him. I think people that are looking in that position as the problem are looking in the wrong area. Um he's certainly not world class and I don't think he'll lead us to a to a title, but I think he'd be able to be good enough to get us into the top 4 because I think he's probably in the top 6 goalkeepers in the Premier League. Um so there is problems with his distribution, there are problems sometimes mm. with his communication, I think um sometimes he comes out I do get annoyed when he parries it instead of catching it. I wanted Martinez to stay. He didn't. He's now a Villa player. Get over it. Matt Ryan's with us. He could have an opportunity to become our second-choice goalkeeper, without a doubt. I think that it's looking likely in the summer that we'll keep him. Leno doesn't seem happy, doesn't seem to want to stay, in my opinion. Uh, There's rumours that he might want to leave. You summed it up, Jess, when you talked about the fallout with some of the coaching uh, staff. But let's get it right. If Leno wouldn't have got injured against Brighton last season, Emi Martinez would still be a backup goalkeeper at Arsenal and nobody would have heard of the dude. Mm. So Leno would still be our number one goalkeeper and Emmy Martinez would still be on the bench. So let's not get it twisted and think that Martinez was an absolute disgrace to get rid of him because this guy was £3 million and then it went up to a £20 million goalkeeper because of how well he played. Now, I would have kept them both personally and I would have said to Emi Martinez, you're the number one goalkeeper and Leno, it's your chance to fight for those gloves back and if you are good enough, you'll get them back. But Arsenal Football Club don't do that anymore. We don't have Meninga and Seaman situations anymore. Mm. We have Leno and Ryan situations. At the moment, this game is too much for me to put Matt Ryan in. Um, So I think it'll be Leno. Just quickly going on to the Martinelli thing, because I have to touch it. I have to go backwards just for one second, because I've been crying out for this dude since Christmas to see him, man. Finally played against Chelsea. Then he played for the first half against West Brom and come off and we've hardly seen him again since. And we were told he's protecting him for injuries and all this sort of stuff. He played 90 minutes against Newcastle, was by far the man of the match. What more does this dude have to do to get a first team place? He is one of our most exciting players, potentially one of our best players. I think he's got more potential than Saka because he's got an end product. So I think Saka does not have. So let's play this dude on the left-hand side tomorrow night. But this manager won't. Because he might get injured. Or we have to protect this guy. But we'll happily throw Willie Ann on who could get injured. Or Eddie and Ketia who can get injured. I mean, we're praying those dudes get injured so they don't have to keep coming on. Do you know what I mean? So let's let's see more of Martinelli, man. I need to see more of him. And yeah, I, I think that team looking at it, I I'm I'm staying with my prediction because that doesn't fill me with any joy. <laughs>
0: yeah I I think that this is going to be the team Albert did you think anything different will happen with the goalkeeper or do you pretty much think the same as Dan and I that Leno will start
1: no no Leno will start man um I, I I'm trying to I'm sort of asking myself sort of, was I surprised sort of hearing the news about he want that like he probably wants to go um I think he's one of them players I think when people talk about credit in the bank for example um you can probably apply that to him and Aubameyang, I would say Leno less, more so. I think people are very quick to. There's one thing backing your players, and there's another thing backing your players blindly. Um, and to me, yes, there's been some games he's he pulled off some amazing saves, and people go, oh, "He's a great shot stopper." And I, and I always say when people say that about goalkeepers, right? If you're a goalkeeper and you're not good, <laughs> and you're not a good shot stopper, you should not be in goal. So true, man. You should, I, I've never understood that, that logic when people play that, but um, you know what, Jess? If, if With me, I've said it time and time again with somebody's player. I don't have no sentiment and attachment to any of these players. So, if they don't want to play for Arsenal Football Club, for whatever reason, go. Sell them. Move them on. Um, and you make a good point about um, when Martinez was here, because I, I said at the time when, it, when they was both at the club that I think Arsenal were in a unique position where you had two goalkeepers that should be number ones. I don't think that's the case at any other club. You could argue Manchester United with Henderson and, and De Gea. Um, Chelsea don't have that. City don't have that. Liverpool definitely don't have that. Um, so, yeah, it, it was interesting. I think Leno probably with Martinez going, and I could probably put this across in many departments of the team and the squad that. There's not enough competition in the places in this squad. That's the issue of Arsenal for years. You know, like I said, even with the right back situation, it's mad because people have got to this point of the season with about a, a few games to go. And they say, you know, some of the fan base say, Oh, you know what? We might need a new right back, we might need a new center back. And you're like, Well, what was you watching for the whole season? Or the season before? Or the season before that? I don't, I don't understand the psyche, but with Leno, just you know what, if if like I said, if he wants to go for whatever reason, no problem, man. Like he's not. See, goalkeepers are not a dying art. If you have gotta pay the money to get a decent one, there are goalkeepers out there, just like there are managers out there. Don't let don't let that get anybody fooled. You know, none of this. Oh, there, who, who are we gonna get? There's always someone out there.
0: Yeah. Always
1: somebody out there.
0: I get you. You know, I'm I'm looking at it like. If he doesn't want to be here, he doesn't want to be here. You know, that it is what it is. I'm not attached to, I, I share your same thoughts. I'm not really attached to many of the players. So if they don't want to be here, they can go. Yeah. Uh, Leno was one of our better players in the last couple of seasons because we were getting battered with shots. You know, now that we're trying to play more possession based, he's more exposed because he's not great with the the ball at his feet. That was known when he was at like Leverkusen or wherever he was at. You know, so these are not new things. You Sorry, know, just, so it's one
1: more thing. Sorry, just one more thing. If I was a Danny, if you might agree or not, but if I was a centre midfield player, and Lennon was my goalkeeper, we we'd, we'd be having punch ups every week
0: mm. because
1: he puts the midfielders in terrible positions. I'm not defending Sabas, but you saw that pass he gave him in Europa League. That was terrible. He's this. He's he's not. He doesn't command the box, and that's the issue. And he yeah. takes too long. He invites pressure onto the. And to the center backs and the midfield players. That's my two biggest issues with him.
0: Yeah, 100%. You know, so, but this is, I do think that this is, I'd be shocked if it didn't look something like this tomorrow. So we went mm. with Leno, Chambers, Holding, Gabrielle, Granit Party, El Nenny, Odegaard, Saka, Emil Smith Rowe, and Aubameyang. Why is this always ringing, you guys? Sorry. <laughs> just ignore me. But yeah. Is
2: an, so i Amazon parcel just as well, isn't it?
0: Oh my gosh, don't even. So, yeah, more, but that's uh, what...
2: <laughs> more croissants, more, more croissant delivery.
0: I, I'm done. I'm done. I could have sworn I would press the button so it would not make that noise like in the middle of our, our thing, you know, so it annoying. But true, um, <laughs> you guys smash the likes uh, and subscribe to the channel. We're going to keep rolling on because I want to talk about a bombing. So, he said that. Um, he thinks that he's really motivated in these games because people have said that he's not involved in big games, so he wants to kind of, you know, prove them wrong. And it's a big opportunity for us to get to the final and we play at home and this is the biggest game of his Arsenal career. Um, I, I think that Aubameyang is kind of the key for us to turn this around because, I, I don't know, I think, I think he does show up in big games, maybe not games against the big six in the league, but when we're playing in big games in Europe – some of my most recent memories are of about and getting big goals, you know? So I think it's a little, you know, you can, depending on how you think about it, you may think that he goes missing, but I do think he shows up. And I think he's had a poor season, you know, for his high standards, mm-hmm. 15 goals in all competitions. And he had a thigh injury earlier this season. His mother was sick. He got malaria and people have been kind of calling him like the new Ozil. He's been accused of not being committed, Dan, for you, has this criticism of Aubameyang been a little bit unfair? You know, this is somebody who last season was by far our best player and was, you know, single-handedly pretty much saving us.
2: <clears throat> yeah, the reason the reason it's been so bad is because of his attitude is, has not been great at times. I think turning up late for a derby, personal problems off the pitch, it got to a stage where you just thought, yeah, maybe Aubameyang's time is coming to an end. But I always have faith in him. And somebody sent me a stat through today that he scored 10 goals in 13 games. So is that shit form? I don't think it is. Um, I think that the last 13 games to score 10 goals, you've done half decent. Um, (laughs) um, So I think that it is a situation where he has had some credit in the bank and he's had enough credit in the bank to kind of merit a few poor performances. My problem is those poor performances have been too many this season. And I can see why people have been frustrated with him. I think he's a centre forward and I've always thought he was a centre forward. I never liked him on the right or left. Scored goals there, don't get me wrong, but he's definitely a forward. And the reason I see him as a forward is not just because he scored so many goals for for Dortmund um, after Lewandowski went, but actually because not only did he score for Arsenal up front, his movement is probably the best in the box that I've seen in the Premier League in a long time. If you look at his movement in the box, it's up there with Aguero, it's up there with Thierry Henry at times, and I think he is that good in the box. And we saw that against Newcastle. The goal was great. Great weighted pass, murder guard, superb cross from Martinelli and an acrobatic finish from Aubameyang. And I feel now that he is fully fit and away from his personal problems, away from his physical problems with malaria, I think personally we are going to see the Aubameyang of old towards the end of this season if he plays him up front. And I think he's probably our most important player tomorrow night because he can turn up for big games. You know he can. He did it at Wembley. Um, he scored five goals in three games at Wembley without a crowd. Yet people say, oh, it's the crowd not being there. He hasn't had any any time to, you know, he's a, he's a player that likes to get up for the crowd. Well, he scored five goals in three games with nobody there at Wembley. So, you know, his end to last season was fantastic, um, winning us, uh, you know, the, the, the FA Cup. So I've got faith in him still because how many other players in Europe in this position have his stats? Not many. You can count them on one hand in the last 10 years. The players of his quality, he leaves them all dead in the water. So I've got faith in the guy. I like him a lot. And I hope that he continues to to start scoring what we know he can, can do because he's so important to us, Jess.
0: I agree. You guys go ahead and get your questions in. We're going to do questions in a couple of seconds. I have one more question to ask you guys about Arsenal, um, Arsenal obviously, but bombing. But, yeah, make sure you guys get your questions in, make sure they're obvious so I know they're questions so I don't miss them. But do you think that there's an element of disappointment from from a bombing? You know, I've I've been kind of thinking about this the entire season that kind of the 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 way the events have kind of unfolded. I'm thinking to myself like, OK, he was he was said to have been given assurances, you know, when he when he signed the contract of Arsenal being aggressive and in the market. And getting the right types of players around him to get into the top four. And maybe he didn't feel like there was enough investment. You know, there they he spoke openly on French TV about AWA, you know, and the fact that he would welcome a player like AWA coming into the team. And I'm just wondering if if Albert, if you think that maybe there's a disappointment from him just a little bit. You know, if you're somebody who was given assurances and they brought in William thomas party and Gabrielle, who i think we can all kind of agree that's not enough to get you to top four in the state mm. in which our club is at and then to not have a single creative midfielder available in the squad until december do you think that might have been where some of his d- disappointment has come from if there is any and would you would you blame him
1: uh, possibly what i will say is um the club have done a very good job of lying to the fans for so many years so they've got no problem lying to the players it's, mm. it, it, it sounds pretty simplistic, but it's true. Um, listen, if Abamyang, I don't know, I'm trying to get into Abamyang's head, which is probably difficult, but if you look at the recruitment around you for the three years he's been here, I wouldn't be happy. Centre-backs, midfield, um, I I wouldn't be necessarily particularly happy. Um, and just quickly touching on sort of, you know, about bamiang and performing against the big teams. I mean, that was massive last season, getting those, getting the the two goals in the semi-final and the goals in the final because his record hasn't been that great against the big teams. Um, But I think that was a big sort of, that that was a big thing for him. But it's weird because obviously he's never had this kind of spell in his career. And you merge that on top of the fact of what's been going on outside of football, outside of in his personal life. And on top of that, like you said about potential reassurances, which... Which obviously didn't happen, and the fact that he made that remark about Hossim Awa and no center attacking midfield player came in that uh, that, would, that would annoy me as a forward because I'm thinking
0: who's gonna get what?
1: me the ball, yeah, exactly. Who I got all these goals last season with not really a, a lot of service. Um, so what's gonna happen this season? So, but funny enough, it's weird because it, I would actually think he's probably had. I know I know in terms of the goals we scored this season, like is it's not been that high, but he's actually had quite a lot of chances to, to score more than the 15 that he's got, to be fair. I think he should have had about three or four hat tricks this season on top of the one that he got. But um yeah, Bamia's it's a weird one, Jess. I mean, hopefully he does the business tomorrow. Um, but that depends on who you put around him in that sort of front three, including him the front four, um, which Mikel Arteta needs to get right um so yeah i think you make a good point in regards to what might have been promised in a commas and what actually happened which is a symptomatic problem that we haven't asked unfortunately
0: yeah for sure and i see some of you guys in the comments are saying a was not a cam i know that he's more of an eight that plays a little bit deeper but you guys know what i mean you know uh he's he's we, we don't have anybody in our midfield that can progress the ball and get it up no, and to connect the, the defense no. to the strikers. So when you bring in Thomas Party and that's all you bring in and he's tasked with doing the defensive work and trying to connect and he hasn't been available, that's that's not enough. And sometimes Awad does play off of the left-hand side up front as a left forward. So I understand he's not like a, a cam, but that type of player is needed regardless if it's a traditional 10 or a progressive 8. We needed something other than Thomas Party. To, to upgrade the team because Gabrielle's not going to get um, a bombing in the ball. Is he, you know? No. So that's, that's just kind of the point there. But yo-yo asks if Arsenal progressed to the final, how should Arteta use the remaining Premier League games, Dan?
2: If Arsenal get to the final, um, I would use them uh, to give some of the kids a chance. I bring in Aziz. I bring in um, Pedro Lopez at left back. I'd bring in Balogun up top. Um, And I would try and get Martinelli some games because he needs them. Um, So that's how I would be doing. And I'd save your best team, if he knows what that is, uh, for the final, if we get there. Nah, that's my problem, bruv. But honestly, I do not care. And I can say this, old man. I do not care what happens in the league. Just bring me that Europa League. I don't care if we come 15th. I don't give a damn. Just bring me the Europa League and then we'll talk. Otherwise, you know where the door is, Mikel.
0: So, speaking of he knows where the door is, if there was any chance that he were to get fired, who would the two of you want to come in as manager?
2: You want me to go first, Albert? You're good. No, yeah, go on, Dan, go on. So, mine are unrealistic, unfortunately, because the way this club is, um, we will not go for these individuals. But I've got kind of three brackets, really. So... I want a world-class coach. I want an experienced head. I don't want none of these young novices that don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I want somebody in who's got an experienced head. So for me, I would go for top two, Diego Simeone or Antonio Conte, right? They would be my first two. Conte is one everywhere he's been, mate. You know what I mean? So I go for him. Um, My next bracket down would be experienced that has won stuff. Um, but would be just below the quality of content, and Simeone. And those two individuals would be Allegri and Rafa Benitez. So the reason I'd probably go for Rafa over Allegri, which sounds crazy, is because he's got experience in the Premier League and in Europe, and the communication is not a problem. And that's something that was a problem with Unai Emery and is a problem or will be a problem if we get Allegri. And then you can start looking at your Brendan Rodgers and your Ten Hag's. So the answer to the question, realistically, I'd go Rafa. Unrealistically, I'd go Simeone.
0: Hmm. Albert, what do you think?
2: Oh, Dan, you beat me to it. Um, oh, sorry, actually, I, no, it's
1: all right, man. No, I actually said if if when the results were going terrible, um, oh, towards the end of last season, as you know, what it's for for, for an interim, it screams out Rafa Benitez. It, it it screams out. The guy's got Premier League experience. He's done it at two ends of the scale, at Liverpool and Newcastle, um, working miracles at Newcastle. To be honest. Um, even been at Chelsea as well, won him a trophy. But to me, he would have been an obvious choice to to steady the ship. Um, Conte's a, you know, Conte's a good shout, you know, and and that's not even just because he won a league reset in Milan. I think if, if you speak to some Arsenal fans, they said it for about a good two or three years that they would have been happy to get Antonio Conte. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to that. And he's managed in the Premier League before, so he knows what he's doing. Um, so though for me, those would be the two shouts.
0: Yeah. I mean, we would have to anything after Arteta has to be the, the thing. It has to. It either has to be a sure, a sure deal kind of like interim t- person that can quickly organize things and, and get some yeah. of the more senior players to just at least respect them, respect him, you know, stand up mm-hmm. straight and do what they're asked. Or it needs to be the guy. So the guy to me would be more like the Conte or somebody like that. That's going to come in and be more long-term, but is going to get the job done. It cannot be another project. It can't be another. Cause you know, there's, there's definitely levels, you know, there's, there's levels. And I think even Emery, we may have fooled ourselves into thinking that he was that second tier. He, he's more like a third, fourth tier type of manager. He's really not up there. So they would have to go get the guy, you know? So I think Conte is the type of manager that you bring in. I mean, he, he likes to go to different places and have new experiences. So I wouldn't be surprised if we could get him if we actually had the right, you know, this is what we're gonna give you, and this and kind of stuff. Cause he's, I think he's won inter on with inter today. So yeah. he may be looking to do something new, you know, or like you guys said, maybe Simeone. I know people don't like that type of football, but Arsenal fans don't really know what they want. One day they, you know, they're they're mad that we're getting goals scored on us, but then when we when we play more pragmatic, then they're mad that this and they're just flipping back and forth. I just want to win. Well, you just, know, and I want well,
1: just the thing with Allegri, that it's no, it's no secret. I think when at the time was it allstein was saying that. When he was when he was sort of approached about the job, he basically went there and like he went there like a bull in a challenge shop and said, What can you give me? Why should I be given what what what, what can you offer me? It's Arsenal said he's too arrogant.
0: Well, I mean, I think we don't do well with people that have expectations and we just want go. people to get yeah. along with the get along. When you have pe when people it goes with players as well. If they know they're about that life, like they know they're the guy. They're mm-hmm. going to come in and say, what are you going to do for me? You know, and they're not just going to take anything. And that's like, even with Saliba, do you really expect him to, ex- you know, just take playing under Rob Holding? No, But well, we don't do well with that because we're Arsenal. We're the elite club. You come in and we interview you. But anybody knows that a, a good manager that that knows what they're doing is going to come in and interview Arsenal because yeah, they don't have not- to take this yeah. job. So anybody that would come in that would be the guy is going to be arrogant He's going to want the money. He's going to want assurances. And those are things that Arsenal don't want to have to do. They want to just kind of, you know, cut corners their way through it. You know, so I don't know if we'd ever get a Conte or a Simeone or an Allegri, but those are the types of guys you'd have to look at because we can't do another project. There's no no more young managers coming in that can't happen. You know, for me, it can't happen. But just going back to the game, you guys, what do you score predictions? What do you think? Dan?
2: Hmm. Uh, mine's mine's pessimistic. Unfortunately, I just can't see us going through. So I'm gonna go for another two-one win to Villarreal. Unfortunately, no. I hope I'm wrong. Hope I'm wrong. <laughs> Listen, I hope I'm I hope I'm dead wrong. But yeah, yeah,
1: of course.
2: I look at it and think our home record's dreadful. It we is can't mad. keep clean sheets. We lose one nil all the time <laughs> at home. I don't think we we're gonna go through. And I hope I'm wrong. Of course, I want to win the damn thing. But I can't see it, man. I really can't see it. One thing I will say, I've just seen Man United's fixtures, by the way. (laughs) Now that they've been screwed over by their own fans, they've now got to play the Europa League final two days after their final Premier League season game. (laughs) Wow. Wow, (laughs) Or something crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, their fixes are mental. So if they get to this final, they're going to have to try and rotate in the league. Um, so which they can do, to be fair, because they got good enough players, better than ours. But there we go. Um, I think two one for the Real. I'm sorry, guys. I hope I'm wrong, but that's what I've got to go for.
0: Albert, what do you think?
1: Well, what did I say? I said um, I said we'll get it done in extra time. It's going to be tight. So. We'll have to score a couple of goals. So I said 2-1, I but obviously I said it, it'd have to be more than 2. It'd have to be 3-1 or something like that. But um, I think we might just sneak in and get to the final in extra time, personally. Just.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I thought it was going to be like 1-1 one, one or something like that. I just, I think we're going to, We're. I don't think we're going to make it. Like, I, I personally just, I don't think we're going to make it. I think even if we score one, we will capitulate towards the end when they start putting more pressure on us. If we don't score two goals early, I just don't see it, you know? So I really, really hope that it goes, it goes well, but I want to be wrong. Like I want to be wrong, but Mm -hmm. I just have a feeling that, you know, we just may not have enough. And um, this is just a good, just, we could just roll out with this, but new Dawn games asked, you guys think that the fan protest should, could go ahead tomorrow ahead of the game. You know, some people are afraid that it's going to rattle the players, but I'm like, They'd be rattled if you know. I don't know. They they seem rattled no matter what's going on. So <laughs> yeah. protest really get the, They're not protesting they you guys. You know they're they're protesting the owners.
2: It has to go ahead, man. It has to go ahead at every home game. There's no point just turning up once. You've got to keep it and keep it and keep it until these guys get handed out because it will eventually work. A lot of people are saying they won't sell up. They won't sell up. Yeah, no, they won't at the moment, but they will if we keep doing this. Ooh. So the protest, as long as they're peaceful, I want to say that because it wasn't so peaceful at Old Trafford. It needs to be. Uh, it needs to be peaceful. Me and Albert were part of it against Everton and the protest yeah. was peaceful. We had one individual that fell off the box office, unfortunately injured himself, and I hope he's okay now. But apart from that, there was no trouble. It was fine. It was a clear message. And it didn't take it away from the message. So as long as it's peaceful, yes, I do think it should go ahead 100%. Yeah,
0: I think so too. And, I mean, if they're not going to come in, I don't think Arsenal fans are going to come in and, and try to get into the Emirates or anything like that. And it still needs to go on, you know, as long as, I mean, the fan, the, the players, they should know that we're backing them. You know, it's just mm. more about the ownership. You know, but um I want to thank you guys so much for being on the preview. Like this has been awesome. This has been so much fun. And um, I really hope that the next time I talk to you guys, like we're going to a final or something. Like, I really don't want to, you know, be talking about like more negativity. But Albert, let everybody know where they can find you and what you're up to.
1: Jess, thank you once again for being for re-equating with you And It's very good. I like it. But um no, thanks for letting me come in on the channel. I'm seeing my boy Potsy as well. Um, Albert JTV, uh took a handle at AUMO57 don't think about it guys come and subscribe to the channel people
0: yeah you guys make sure you subscribe to Albert's channel and uh follow him on Twitter and Albert I will talk to you soon I think probably like tomorrow or something I think you're yes. gonna come on tomorrow Yes. yeah so we will see Albert tomorrow but um yeah talk to you soon bye Dan what about you where can everybody find you
2: uh Jess thank you very much for having me on um, much appreciated great to reconnect with you again uh, if you want to come follow me it's uh, on Twitter at danarsenal87 or you can follow me every Monday and Friday on the same old Arsenal podcast which is at same old AFC and sometimes I'm on guns and yellow ribbons as well so if you fancy uh coming over to subscribe to both of those please do I hope that we get a result tomorrow so that we can be positive and the next time I speak to you I hope we're going to be uh, planning another preview for the final. Fingers crossed, mate. But we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. So you guys make sure you follow Dan, same old Arsenal, and all the tags that he he gave you guys just right then. And Dan, I'll talk to you soon. And thank you so much for being here. See you, you take soon. take it easy,
2: Jess. See you later, guys. Take care. Bye. All
0: right, you guys. That's been the preview. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Like the video and subscribe to the channel. I will be back at 9 p.m. UK time with... Um, Cash, Harry, Souls for, what are we doing? We're doing a live call-in show to talk about the game and what needs to happen and all that kind of stuff. So you'll be able to have your say. I'll send out the link and you guys will, you know, be able to do your thing and, and talk to us. And should be a fun show. Bring your glass of wine, bring your beer, bring whatever, and let's just have a good time and get the jitters out before this game because we all know we're nervous. But, yeah, you guys, this has been awesome. And I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Bye, everyone. Whoa. Thank you